CFL fans, are you ready? Because it's time for the Canadian Football Countdown on Mike FM Winnipeg. Canadian Football Countdown starts now. To quote one of the greatest songs ever by the band Queen, is this the real life or is just is this just fantasy? Well, folks, on the Canadian Football Countdown today is just fantasy. Welcome one and all to the inaugural CFC Fantasy Draft Special. Canadian Football Countdown. I'm Ryan Coop alongside Michael Garrell, and we will be drafting our teams as we prepare to go head-to-head in CFL Fantasy all season long. Mike, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm excited about the team that we're about to select, and uh, when the games begin for real, I can't wait to cheer on these guys in addition to the big blue. Absolutely. A new season of CFL football begins this Thursday as the Hamilton Tiger Cats and Saskatchewan Rough Riders kick us all off. Um, and with that, you know, CFL Fantasy begins as well. Uh, join our groups in both CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. Uh, you can find us there, the Canadian Football Countdown. Uh, also join the Canadian Football Podcast Network groups, uh, public groups for CFL Pick'em and CFL Fantasy as well. We are proud members of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Check out cfpodnetwork.ca for all the other great shows and also follow along on Twitter at cfpodnetwork. And Mike, our listeners are definitely going to want to follow along on Twitter to the cfpodnetwork account all season long because on the topic of CFL Fantasy, we have the 2019 CFPN Fantasy Challenge, which begins this week as well, uh, organized by yours truly, myself. Uh, ten hosts from around the network will be going head-to-head in weekly matchups in CFL Fantasy, uh, so stay tuned for that all season long. Rules are simple. TSN CFL Fantasy, player who scores more points that week picks up a win player who scores less picks up an unfortunate loss uh, and then best record at the end of the season gets ultimate CF pod network bragging rights. Ryan, every fantasy lead just to draw this back to our fantasy lead. Before you do that, I do want to shout out first round matchup. I am facing off from Steve against Steve from the Piffles podcast, our prairie neighbors. Uh, What better way to kick off the season with a prairie matchup? Sorry, uh, bud, but I know who I'm cheering for. It should be a fun matchup. Make sure you check out his podcast as well at Piffle, uh, the Piffles Podcast, talking everything Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Follow them on Twitter at Piffles Pod, and also the check out their website. Uh, I don't mean to stir up any controversy, but have you two worked out a side bet? We have not yet, but it may be coming this week. We'll see. Uh, pifflespodcast.com check out all of their content there as well uh, they will be coming later this season uh, for the Banjo Bowl they'll be bringing a bus full of rider fans out here so if you live in Saskatchewan and you want to get in on that make sure you go uh, check them out on Twitter Facebook 
Maybe Ryan and I will crash that. their bus when they arrive at Investors Group Field. I did last year. I got a chance to meet them last year. Very excited. Uh, best of luck, Steve, but uh, you're going down in week one. And I did, uh, memory escapes me a little bit, but I did uh, get to meet one of them at CFPro week two, so. Right. Um, so follow along at CFPod Network on Twitter. Uh, we'll be sharing the matchups, the uh, results each week, and I'm sure there will be a lot of friendly trash talk between all of us along the way. So uh, who will be the number one CFPod Network host in CFL Fantasy this season? I can only hope it's me. Go, Ryan, go. We'll start the campaign right here on my tip room. All right, Mike, let's get into our draft, though. Here is how things will work just to run through it. Uh, I have set us up a full roster breakdown, a full scoring system. I gave Mike a draft package and myself one as well. Uh, today we will be picking our teams and we will be able to make uh, two roster adjustments each week throughout the season, which we will update on the podcast each week. But we do pick our starting teams here today, Mike, and we will be picking. Are you ready for this? I am. Three quarterbacks, three running backs, seven wide receivers, seven defensive players. Note, this could be of any defensive position, so lineman, linebacker, or defensive back. You just need seven in total. Uh, One kicker. And because this is the Canadian Football League and we spent all winter long debating about how many players should be in the ratio, well, we included the ratio in our fantasy draft as well at all points throughout the season, we must have three national players on our 21-man fantasy rosters. Fair warning, you can go over three, but you must have three. You must have three. A uh, quick breakdown of our scoring system before we get underway, just so it is clear. Uh, for quarterbacks, passing yards, you get a one point for every 25 yards. Uh, each passing touchdown is four points. An interception is negative two. Uh 10 yards per point for rushing yards for quarterbacks, and a rushing touchdown is also worth four points. Uh, running backs and wide receivers are the same, and it's the same if you play CFL Fantasy on TSN. Uh, one point for every 10 yards rushing or receiving, uh, and six points for every touchdown through the ground or through the air they score. On defense, uh, tackles are worth one point each. Sacks are worth five points. Uh, turnovers, whether that's forced fumbles, recovered fumbles, or interceptions are all worth seven points. And yes, if your defense player does score a touchdown, it is an additional 10 points. And finally, the kicking position, uh, you get a point for each successful convert. Uh, field goal less than 20 yards is one point. 20 to 29 yards is two. 30 to 39 is three. 40 to 49 is four points. And yes, five points for each field goal 50 yards or longer mike do you have all that i got it you got it then shall we get underway and let this begin let this begin and i do not have drum roll music but the first overall pit goes to team ryan yes team coop gets pick number one uh i did as the cfl fantasy veteran out of the two of us uh offer mike the choice of pick number one or pick number two because this is a 21 round snake draft uh so and mike decided to give me the first overall pick uh because he i presume he wanted 
picks two and three back to back, but we'll see what he picks there. So Mike, if you are ready, I am ready as well. Let us kick things off here and I will go with the first overall pick in the CFC fantasy draft for 2019. Team Coop selects none other than the number one quarterback in the CFL. He's the guy who can not only throw for thousands of yards, he rushes a lot, he scores a lot of touchdowns on the ground. Mike Riley's the obvious choice at number one. Can't argue with that, Pitt. No, it's it's a no-brainer to me to take Mike Riley at number one. I th- I'm interested to see what he does in BC, but I, I don't I don't think he's going to miss a beat. But the first pit in the first round, second overall pit, Team Zero selects for Metaldry Stampeders, Bowley by Mitchell. Uh, next to Mike Riley, this appears to be a no-brainer selection. Uh, Bowley by Mitchell is his record in the CFO speaks for itself. His passing record speaks for themselves. And the team he played on speaks for themselves. So this is an overall pit in the no-brainer section. Absolutely. I think Bo Levi Mitchell, you know, he might lose some of his offensive linemen. He may have lost some of his receivers. But if anybody can take a team of players that we don't know too well and turn them into all-stars, it is Bo Levi Mitchell. Mike, you get the next pick and kick us off with round number two with the third overall pick. With the third overall pick from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Team Daryl selects Andrew Harris. And this is a matter of uh, looking at Canadian depth for my team and best possible uh, overall Canadian to be of uh, benefit to my roster. Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't take Andrew Harris here, I was going to take him next. It's a no-brainer pick. You get one of your three required Canadians. You get the best running back in the CFL, uh, not only through the ground, through the air. I mean, Andrew Harris does it all. In, in fairness, there could also be there was one other Canadian up for uh, up for my uh, pit here at number three, but uh, that was pretty subdued early on. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like that pick of Andrew Harris. That's a solid start. Bolivar Mitchell, Andrew Harris. Um, over to me for to round out round two uh, with the fourth overall pick, Team Coop selects. I'm sticking at the quarterback position here, and I'm going across to the East Division, though, with Jeremiah Mazzoli of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Another no-brainer pick for me here. I'm so happy to be able to get both Mike Riley and Jeremiah Mazzoli because I may have picked Mike Riley as the best quarterback in the CFL with my first pick, but with my second pick, I'm taking the guy that I will put this on record right here on the podcast, Mike. I just picked the MOP of 2019, Jeremiah Mazzoli. I think he will be the CFL's most outstanding player. His offensive line is uh, the best in the CFL, especially with the addition of Chris Van Zyl. And he has some really good receivers at his disposal with Brandon Banks, Luke Tasker, and Braylon Addison, who I think is going to have a huge year here as well. So Jeremiah Mazzoli is my pick to round out the second round. Third pick? Yes. For you? Yeah. Yeah, so I took Jeremiah Mazzoli. Um, and then I get the next one back to back right after that. Um, that's why I didn't say anything. Gotcha. Um, you know, if you're going to take Andrew Harris, I'm not going to, I'm going to have to take the second best Canadian available on the board. 
in my opinion. Maybe even the best one available. He may have lost his uh, star quarterback, but he is also the primary receiver on his team. And it comes no surprise that I'm talking about Brad Sinopoli of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Sinopoli over a thousand yards again last season. He uh, 1,376 yards. He really was uh, one of the go-to guys in that Ottawa offense. And you just know he is going to be this year because he is the veteran there. He is the guy that Dom Davis is going to be leaning on week in and week out. I can't argue with that, Pitt. Uh, for the third round, Team Darrell selects from the BC Lions, Brian Burnham. And this pit to me was pretty easy given the fact that I think Brian Burnham didn't have a monster year. I looked at the quarterback he's got. Uh, there's no reason why that connection can't work, uh, for lots and lots of yards. And I just can't wait to see the Mike Riley to Brian Burnham connection, uh, light a few touchdowns up on the board starting in week two. Not week one? No. You don't want him scoring touchdowns against the Bombers? Correct. Fair enough. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Burnham come out and uh, score a big touchdown in week one. I think Mike Riley's going to be feeling some things out with the new offense. And, yeah, great pick, Mike. I mean, in hindsight, too, I think Riley looked good in the preseason game last week. He didn't Calgary in the amount, but he did play. So, And it is Mike Riley. It's not like you have a complete CFO rookie here. Right. Where, and if I'm going to pick the... Uh, best quarterback in the league with my first overall pick you might as well pick his number one receiver right right and there's a couple other guys in there but made that a threat but again option when you look overall at this receiving core this to me seems like a slam dunk first pick of round number four i go back to the quarterbacks and i'm staying out west and i will pick from the edmonton Eskimos, trevor harris much the same reason as uh, pitching Bully by Mitchell. Uh, Mr. Reliable as far as uh, uh, catch, uh, sorry, not catching the ball, but throwing the ball, uh, protecting the ball. I can't recall on too many occasions uh, Trevor Harris throwing into triple coverage for questionable interceptions. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Trevor Harris throughout his career. Is this guy one of the elite quarterbacks in the CFL? There's a lot of talk about his consistency, how he's great when he's on his game, but not when he isn't. Are you concerned about that at all? Uh, not at all. I mean, Trevor Harris is Trevor Harris. and Man, if he did not turn the ball over and throw for 250 yards a game, I'll be very happy. Uh, to round out not round number four, I'm going to stick with the same team you picked from the Edmonton Eskimos, and I'm going to go to his running back, C.J. Gable. Um, the big thing for me with CJ Gable is, you know, he's done great things while he's been in Edmonton and with a new quarterback coming in and Trevor Harris, you know, maybe he leans on the running back a little bit here in Gable. Uh, and especially given that Harris is not a very mobile quarterback. Um, you know, I would say that if we get close to the goal line situation and you're in Edmonton, there's a good chance they're going to hand the ball off to Mr. C.J. Gable, and he'll be able to run it in and pick me up a, a couple touchdowns along the way here. So I'm expecting big things from Mr. Gable to round out round four. You know, and it does make Edmonton more of a threat, right? You got the quarterback, not necessarily the mobile quarterback in Mike Riley, but the, for lack of a better term, game manager 
in uh, Trevor Harris, and I think it just made Edmonton not much of a threat running the ball, too. Uh, so just to recap through four rounds, we both have already taken two two of our three quarterbacks off the board here. Uh, we both have a running back and both have one wide receiver. As I kick off round five here uh, in snake draft order, it is my pick. And uh, if I'm going to go out and claim that Jeremiah Mazzoli is going to be the MOP this year, that must mean he throws for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, and I have a good feeling a lot of those are going to be going to this man here, Brandon Banks of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, one of the best receivers year in and year out. Had 1,423 yards last year for the Tiger Cats. 11 touchdowns through the air. I mean, I know he did come off a bit of a serious injury to end last season, but Banks has got that speed to beat any defenders. Let Mazzoli put the ball in his hands, and Brandon Banks will score and score again and pick me up some mighty fine fantasy points. Awesome, man. And you know what? I honestly, I, I can't argue with that pit uh, too, too much. Uh, I mean, you know, what? one with the other, right? You, you get points when they connect. So, and I would expect them to have a fairly uh, instantaneous uh, resumption of what they had last year before the injury. Now, moving over to you with your pick for round five, Mike. Who are you taking? I'm going from a Calgary standpoint. This one might be a little bit off the board, but I'm going to take my second Canadian and go from a Calgary standpoint with wide receiver Joan Brestison. Oh, wow. Uh, to me, this is uh, a very simple thing, but it's time for Mr. Brestison to uh, take charge of his receiving core in Toronto. I mean, in uh, Calgary especially with uh, Kamar Jordan beginning the year on the injured list. Uh, so, again, Bretton, with all the pieces that have kind of gone out in Calgary, he kind of steps to the forefront as a leader, in my opinion, on the offensive side of the ball, and he's going to be taking a lot of uh, receptions from his quarterback. So I'm banking on a lot of passing yards from Bowley by Mitchell distributed to Bretton. This is a guy that I had my eyes on uh, looking at, you know, a depth receiver later in the draft. I think you may have been able to wait a couple more rounds at least on this one. Didn't want a chance, but Ryan, I know you like to kind of do these outside-the-box pits. Right, right, and, and I think it is a great pick, and you know what? I could see Juwan Breskison having a very solid year this year, something in the range of 700, 800 yards. Maybe that's more. That's more than acceptable for me. Yeah. Do you think Juwan Breskison could be a thousand-yard receiver in that Calgary offense? I mean, with Foley by Mitchell, yes. But the, the only thing that would scare me away from him being maybe a thousand-yard receiver is Foley by Mitchell's ability to distribute and get multiple receivers involved. That might be the only only drawback for me. Right. So two wide receivers go off the board in round five. And Mike, you have the first pick of round six. First pick of round number six. I go with a bit of a safe pick. It'll be my second running back uh, from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, William Powell. I believe this guy will get a lot of touches, especially uh, if the health of Zach Calaro should ever come into question. And, uh, you know, just another safe, safe pick uh, with a big uh, acquisition now. Uh, be a free agency for the Riders. Almost won the rushing title last year. Uh, just 18 yards, I believe, or 28 yards behind Andrew Harris. But Powell and did I remember also... Harris came into the game, dropped the record, and went out. Uh, and Powell sat the last couple weeks of the season, I believe, as well. Only played 
16 games last year, 1,362 yards, a very solid pick. And like you mentioned, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one, that uh, if Saskatchewan's going to get things going offensively, they're going to be leaning heavily on William Powell. So I like that pick. I like it. Um, I will counter that with my pick for round six, the 12th overall pick, with a guy that, you know what, I have like to go out and make these bold picks on here. I've already See what I was talking about five minutes ago, people? I've already told you who my MOP for the 2019 season is. Let me tell you who I think the CFL rushing leader will be, and that is from the Montreal Alouettes, William Stanback. I thought he did some great things at the end of last season. You know, he did play 15 games, but most of those, I would say, were just a primarily kick return. Took over about halfway through the season as the starting running back. Put up a solid 539 yards. Did have 313 through the air as well. So he's a jack of all trades here. I like William Stanback. I think that Montreal offense is going to be better this season. And he's going to be a big piece of that. So give me him as my second running back. Can't really argue too much. I mean, if you want to paint outside the box, right? I mean... Seems like whenever he touched the ball, he was a threat. Much of a biggest problem last year, which I think they've addressed even more so this year, is their offensive line. So expect to take maybe a little bit of pressure off a young guy like Antonio Pipkin. While through six rounds, we haven't had a single defensive player picked. Uh, disclaimer, when making the scoring system, I did try my best to balance the you know average point totals from last season between positions because I wanted to make sure that a lot of different players were equal value. But, you know, it still does come out that some guys like the quarterbacks are going to put up more fantasy points. But that does not mean we can afford to slack on the defense. I cannot afford to let you pick a much better defense than me. So I'll take the first defenseman off the board. And I'm sticking with the Montreal Alouettes here. You've got two Canadians already. I need another solid Canadian to anchor my defense. I'm going with Henoch Muamba of the Montreal Alouettes. This is a guy that is a tackling machine. Uh, that defense did pick up some big pieces on the back end. And I think if any if anybody's going to lead it uh, in be- being much better this year, it is Hinoch Muamba. He had 109 tackles last year, five sacks, uh, a couple turnovers along the way. And I'm expecting big things from him as uh, we see Montreal's defense uh, progress a little this year. Absolutely. I can't can't really argue with that pick too much. So with my first pick of the seventh round, uh, 14th overall, I take the biggest fish remaining in my mind from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the man in the middle, where I expect they did a lot of tackles, a lot of force fumbles, a lot of sats and all that, Adam Bidhill. And this guy fell on Kyle Walter's lap at training camp last year. Bombers did Walter to uh, secure his services, also did good retaining his services. Here's the other thing. No uh, Javon Santos knots beside him. More traffic, I've been toward Big Hill, which is going to lead to a lot of tackles. Yeah, Big Hill, to me, is the best defensive player on the board here for fantasy. Uh, just from a points perspective, I just went with Muamba instead because of that national stamp on him that we do need i do need some national depth here as we do require at least three canadians so uh he muamba to me adam big hill to you and you start us off with round number eight round number eight i went you have one quarterback receiver connection in hamilton 
So I went and did my own quarterback receiver duo. Going to Edmonton, I'm going to take wide receiver Greg Ellingson. I expect a lot of Harris to Ellington, especially early in the year. Uh, when things aren't going well, with chemistry-wise with the offense, you're going to go to somebody that you have a lot of chemistry with. And I think that's going to be at Harris to Ellington early on until they incorporate some other receivers uh, into that offense. Yeah, looking at that week one matchup with Montreal especially, I think you, you nailed that. You hit the nail on the head. You know, I'm setting my weekly lineup for the TSN CFL Fantasy, and Greg Ellington is definitely a guy to look at there because, you know, a new quarterback comes into a new place. He's still trying to figure out his offense. When things go tough, who's he going to go to? The guy he knows, right? And that's Greg Ellington. And, and, that, and that's kind of interesting, and that's no disrespect to the other wide receivers that are in Edmonton. It's just a, a comfort thing, right? It's like you go somewhere, as a boss, you want to more than likely bring in your own people and someone you know. So that that's kind of my explanation behind that, Pitt. Now, you alluded already to this guy being on the injured list to start the season, but I'm taking a chance here that he's not going to be out for too long, and I think when he is in the lineup, he will be the go-to guy, well, one of the go-to guys, I guess, for I already claimed the go-to guy in Joan Brustison earlier. But I think Kamar Jordan will be a huge piece of that Calgary offense. I know that... Bo Levi Mitchell does like to spread the ball around, but I just have flashbacks to that game last year where Kamar Jordan put up 249 yards against the Bombers. You need a big play guy for the Calgary Stampeders. It is going to be Kamar Jordan. I'm looking for that connection to uh, with Bo Levi Mitchell here, and I will take Kamar Jordan in round number eight. Going straight back to me in the snake draft for round, pick number nine. I'm going with one of Kamar Jordan's former teammates here, sticking at the wide receiver position and going with new Bombers edition, Chris Matthews. I think that Matthews is going to come in. You know, this is a guy that did go to the NFL, did have some success down there, was, I believe, almost the MVP of the Super Bowl one year, was he not, Mike? Yeah, was it not for that? Bolded interception on the three-yard line. So, uh, Chris Matthews, former Bomber, did great things when he was here. I liked what I saw from him in the couple games we saw him in the, in the fall uh, with Calgary. And I think coming into this Winnipeg offense, that is not going to miss much of a beat from being one of the highest-scoring offenses last season. Matthews will do wondrous things in a Bomber's uniform this time around. Yeah, and I went with a teammate of his, knowing that the Bombers like to do ball distribution. Uh, for my first pick of the, or sorry, for my first pick and the last pick of the ninth round. Going a bit off the board again, like I always like to do. And I'm going to take my third Canadian. So I've already met my quota for required Canadian. And I'm going to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and taking Drew Walatarski. And that is just, I think he's going to build off of a monster year last year. I think the Bombers, with the addition of Chris Matthews, they'll put more emphasis on their passing game. And I think in, in, in turn, it's going to be going to create a situation where Darvin Adams didn't have a dead year. It's going to be in a situation where Drew Alatarski didn't have a dead year. Also a situation where uh, Chris Matthews didn't have a dead year. So, again, lots of receivers to pass the ball to. Lots of real estate to cover. Walatarski, one of those guys that came out of nowhere last year. I know he yeah. slotted in. I think he slotted in in that playoff game 
against Edmonton two years ago. Had a solid well, showing in that one. You can kind of see that coming, and then I, I did expect a big, big step forward to Wallace and you know, honestly, I think I put him in the same boat as Brustison, really, as far as up-and-coming Canadian receivers. So strategy early on through nine rounds here for Mike, uh, taking those receivers that may be these up-and-coming guys that uh, will surprise us a little bit this year. For the first pick of the tenth round, I went a little bit more of a safe pick. I went out east to a guy on a new team who used to be out in the west. Give you a minute to figure out who that is. For me, Toronto Ardenas, Darrell Walker. I just think he's going to have a really good connection with his former quarterback in Edmonton, uh, James Franklin. And I think he's really going to boost the profile of that Ardenas offense. Yeah, this was one of those guys that I was hoping you would not take. I had my eye on him as one of my wide receiver options. Too slow. <laughs> Uh, I just think James Franklin is going to lean heavily on this new addition of Darrell Walker. Uh, he is going to be that deep threat, and anytime you know you can land a deep ball in Darrell Walker's hand means lots of fantasy points for you. So uh, kudos to you, Mike, on that pick of Mr. Darrell Walker. I do like that addition, and I have to say, I have been impressed with, uh, I don't know how much of the Argos games you've caught in the preseason, but it looked like uh, with the several different quarterbacks they did have in, their offense got rolling a little. I know it's only preseason, but I think just in general, this Toronto offense is going to take a step forward this year. Yeah, and I think he's a big part of it. You don't bring in a key card like that without you know, seeing some kind of uptick. Right. Well, if you're going to take Darrell Walker and I don't have a chance to take him, it seems logical to just take the guy that's going to have plenty of space to work with as Walker attracts defenders around him, and that's his teammate, S.J. Green. Uh, S.J. Green has been one of the premier receivers in the CFL for a long time. Uh, you know, he had that serious injury, missed an entire season, came back and had an incredible year. Uh, last year may have taken a bit of a step back, uh, Green did, but he still did hit 1,000 yards uh, in a Toronto offense that was not very effective, so... I think especially with the addition of Walker, we've got Armani Edwards there as well. There's going to be some room for SJ Green to make some plays. Kicking off round number 11, I go back to the defense here, and I go to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers' newest addition along the defensive line. Uh, it's a guy I have ingrained in my nightmares from attending the Banjo Bowl last year. It is Willie Jefferson. Uh, this guy is a monster on the defensive line. He is going to pick up a lot of sacks this year a lot of tackles, and yet forced some fumbles just like he did in that preseason game at IG Field against the Eskimos. I think Willie Jefferson is one of the top pass rushers in the CFL and is a no-brainer defensive pick. Yeah, and I, I agree with your pick. Uh, I think Josh did a couple knockdowns, a couple fumble returns, a couple pitch sets, and just being all right terrorist. So in preparation for that, I took the die. With my next pit on the other end of the line, a guy that's really got a motor. He's also from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Doing a lot of bomber heavy. Uh, defensive lineman Johnson Jeffcoat. Uh, you know, two one big end on one side, one big end on the other. Those two are going to be a driving force behind what this bomber defense uh, tries to accomplish. This and year. I would say a very underrated defensive lineman, Jackson Jeffcoat. You know, he's got that genes in the family. His father played in the National Football League, and he's got that motor that makes me wonder if this might be his last year in Winnipeg. 
then time will tell. It will depend, I guess, how he plays this season. Mike, we are halfway through uh, our fantasy draft so far. Perfect timing to halfway through this show. So, How are you feeling about your team, Matt? Uh, I like my team. I mean, there's a couple pits that I would like to have that you have, but I'm pretty sure you did say the same thing about uh, what I have. And you know, I said some really off-the-board receivers and also some stay-at-home, uh, what I like to call common-sense pits. Uh, so far, we both have two quarterbacks. I have five of my seven wide receivers so far, two running backs, uh, and two defensive players. You have two running backs as well, one, two, three, four, five wide receivers, and two defensive players. So we're all kind of tied up in terms of roster breakdown so far. So kick us off with the first pick of round number 12 as so we the move first along pick here. of round number 12. Team Darrell selects from the Montreal Alouettes, Geno Lewis. And just from a standpoint, but I've been he's also a game breaker. Ryan giving me the high roll. I am so mad at you right now. I didn't trade him for you for, for Mike Riley. <laughs> That's not happening. Then you don't have a deal. Ugh. And then off the board pit, and I like just screwing up Ryan's draft. No, it's not an off the board pick, I think, at all. This is a guy that uh, last year, Gino Lewis, you know, started to come into his own a little bit. Uh, did have 827 yards through the air, four touchdowns for the Montreal Alouettes, and I think he's only going to get better this year, especially, you know, maybe we see a season where it's not quarterback carousel for the Alouettes if Pipkin can come out get it going early on in the season. I think, you know, head coach Kahari Jones is going to have some good influence on this offense still as well. And, and I think Geno Lewis could be a 1,000-yard receiver in 2019, and I will be not surprised if he is. Perfect. Wish I could have had that pick, man. Wish I could have had Geno Lewis. You know, when I started making together this draft package and going through the guys, of course, I started thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be nice to have Mike Riley. Mike Riley's a pretty good football player. But then you started thinking, like, who's the really, like, dark horse good picks? I think Gino Lewis is one of those. So Thank you. Tits of Val. <laughs> uh, I will round out round number 12, sticking along the defensive line, and I'll get Willie Jefferson's former teammate, Charleston Hughes, out of Saskatchewan. I mean, Charleston Hughes spent most of his career in Calgary, Goes over to Saskatchewan last year and just tears it up. I mean, sack after sack after sack. Uh, how can you not want this guy on your team? I will gladly take Charleston Hughes and expect him to do great things this season. Well, if you're beefing up on the defense, my response to that is the overreaction of defense. Oh, wait. Hang on. I get the next pick still. I took Charleston Hughes. I have the oh, next pick right yeah, after that. My, my bad. Yeah, don't get ahead of me here. My Mike. bad. I really hope you weren't going to plan on, well, I kind of hope you were planning on taking this guy, but, uh, you know, <laughs> if I can take Charleston Hughes, might as well take the other guy on the other side of the line for him as well and take Micah Johnson, who I do think is the best defensive lineman in the entire CFL. I, I do like that combo of Hughes and Johnson. Part of the thinking here with taking a couple Saskatchewan defenders I don't think they'll be quite as good as they were last season on defense, but I don't think their offense is going to be up to speed early in the season. Expect the defense to be on the field quite a bit and these guys to wreak quite a bit of havoc. So Charleston Hughes to round out round 12 and Micah Johnson to kick off round 13 on the defensive. Yeah, line. it doesn't really change my thought other than the fact that I'm sure 
terrified at your defense, so I better do something about it. Running a Hamilton tighter test and taking defensive lineman and a Canadian Ted Laurent. Yeah, that's a great pick there. Ted Laurent, arguably the biggest fish in CFL free agency just a couple seasons ago. Um, Canadian defensive linemen like him don't come along too often, and uh, he should do great things for the Ticats this year, especially with the addition of Jagarrett Davis along that defensive line. What? Bath to bath, so I just made sure. I may as well complete the Winnipeg Blue Bomber trifecta since I think the Bomber offense didn't have a big year. Hit another Canadian uh, in the form of wide receiver Nick Dempsey, who again is going to be catching a lot of balls like uh, Drew Walatarski and uh, Darvin Adams and Chris Matthews and on the lights of that. And I think the Bombers really like to spread out their offense, so. Why not spread out the pits? Not not to mention Dembski also picking up quite a few rushing yards as he contributes on rushing plays as well. Mike, I will take the first kicker off the board to round out round number 14. There's a lot of great options here. A lot of kickers are Canadian, so I am taking a Canadian here to get to my required three. And, you know, Lewis, everybody's talking about Lewis Ward in Ottawa and all the great things he did last year. I was tempted to take him, but no, I'm going to stick with Saskatchewan for my third straight rider, and that is Brett Lauder. Um, again, Saskatchewan's offense, I don't expect them to do great things early in the season. I could see scenarios where we get a defensive turnover by the riders, get the ball just past midfield, and it's Brett, Brett Lauder's turn to go out and hammer home a field goal. He had four kicks from beyond 50 yards last season. Uh, he had a great season all around and uh i will take brett water as my kicker very good pit i mean uh kicker's almost a diamond dozen right and we only need one to satisfy our quota so yeah any of these guys would have been great i i just liked what he did last year and boy that 57 58 yard field goal he nailed last year i still got that ingrained in my brain so i will take brett water and kickoff round number 15 i'm going back to the defense so I started heavily on offense here. I'm now picking my fifth defenseman in my last six picks and going to the Edmonton Eskimos and taking Javon Santos-Knox. This is a guy that alongside Adam Big Hill did tremendous things last season, piled up a bunch of tackles, and is only going to get better as a young defensive linebacker. I, I just think that with the Eskimos, especially with the addition of Larry Dean, Don Unamba, this is going to be a very good back seven in Edmonton. Their defense is going to be strong this year. And uh, 83 tackles last year for Santos Knox, six sacks for him as well, a couple turnovers. I think he's only going to get better, and it's a pretty easy pick for me to take him in round 15. I can't argue with that. And it's back to you now, Mike, for second pick of round number 15. Oh, so I, I kind of lost count. Okay, with this with uh pit number thirty, I'll take a former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, now playing with the Montreal Watts, David likes to hit hard, make lots of tattles, and basically do everything asked of him and that's uh defensive half bat that I did this position. Safety. Safety, Taylor Loffler. So yeah, I, I just think that uh Loffler gonna be a Huge uh, addition to the uh, Montreal Alouettes. 
and it didn't help benefit the guy that I'm going to take in round number 16 at Bola Combo. I think those two guys will have a terrific uh, duel. Yeah, I like that pairing there. I think Montreal's defense is going to be perhaps one of the best in the CFL this year if they can get off the field from time to time, if their offense can give them a breather in between, will be the big question mark with Montreal. Uh, you know, you do take Loeffler. That's another Canadian there, Mike. You do have one, two, three, four, five, six Canadians so far off the board. I have my required three, but I do feel the need to get a bit more Canadian depth there. Uh, so I will stick with it on defense and go to the BC Lions. The heir to uh, Solomon Elamimian and Adam Big Hill's throne at the linebacker position. Go with Jordan Herdman Reed, a Winnipeg-born boy uh, with the Lions. I thought he had a really solid year last year uh, coming out and taking over at the middle linebacker position. He is a Canadian. Uh, 73 tackles, two sacks last year for Mr. Herdman Reed. And uh, I'm happy to have him on my fantasy team. Again, on the defensive side of the ball, another guy that I think is going to take a step forward this year. Can I do with that? And... You know, when you have a team with a very good offense, you also need to have a very good defense. Now, on to round 17. So far, I have two running backs, so might as well take my third one here. And, you know, I'm looking through the list of running backs, and I think there's still some question marks at a lot of different on a lot of different teams. You have Hamilton. You've got Cam, Cam Marshall, Sean Thomas, Erlington. I could see them splitting some time. BC, is it going to be Rutley? Is it going to be John White? Uh, Toronto, who the heck knows who the running back in Toronto is going to be this year with, I mean, James Wilder, Terrell Sutton, Chris Rainey, Brandon Burks all on the roster. Ottawa, likely going to be Moses Madu, but I, you know, I'm still a little iffy on Ottawa's offense. So let me just go to Calgary here and I will take Don Jackson. He did have 924 yards rushing last year. Not too much through the air, 168 for him through the air. But I think, you know, Calgary lost a couple guys at wide receiver. Maybe Bowling's on the running game a little bit more. And Don Jackson picks up some nice yards this season. It's time for Mr. Darrell to beef up his defense again. So with the Nets pit in 31st, 34th, sorry, overall to wrap up the 17th round, I'm taking from a Hamilton Tiger Cat, Simone Lawrence. All right who I believe Hamilton to have a strong year. I also have uh, Ted Larat, so again, kind of the pairing coming to terrorize Ryan's football team. Right. Yeah, and not to mention with the absence of the other guys uh, at the linebacker position, you know, they, they did lose Don Anumba, Larry Dean. They may be leaning a little more heavily on Simone Lawrence to make some big plays here on defense. With the first pick of the 18th round, I go with a defense team that I really liked offensively but I would like some help from their defensive contributors and this is a gentleman that comes up with a lot of timely interceptions and tackles uh cornerback TJ Lee yeah yeah I forgot his position for a moment but uh again I need somebody that's going to be returning interceptions from time to time to give me some points and uh TJ Lee is right up there amongst the best in the ship just looking at my defense here, I do have six defenders so far. Three of them come along the offensive line. 
three of them come at linebacker. I do feel like I need to take a defensive back, like you mentioned, get some of those interceptions, get some of those pick sixes. And, well, this guy was at the center of controversy at the end of last season, but he did make some big plays, I believe, including in the Grey Cup game for the Ottawa Red Blacks. And I will take Jonathan Rose, you know, big game guy, can make some big plays and pick up some turnovers there. And I think Ottawa's defense might just be on the field quite a bit this season, potentially. So I have no problem taking Jonathan Rose in round 18. Three rounds left to go. Uh, Mike, I need two wide receivers and a quarterback. You need a kicker, a running back, and a quarterback as we continue here. So I will kick us off in round number 19. And this is a guy I was thinking about a little earlier on, but you know his health sometimes is a bit of a question. But in round 19 at wide receiver, uh, there's no question to me that this guy is a no-brainer. I already took Jeremiah Mazzoli. I already took Brandon Banks. Let's just get the three biggest pieces of that Hamilton offense and take Luke Tasker, whose dad is Steve Tasker, in case you didn't know. Very safe pit. I ha- I would didn't take him in an earlier round, but didn't want to chance his injury uh, history. You round out round number 19 here. I round out number 19, round number 19, by finishing off and taking my only, my one and only titter. And this to me is a no brainer. Sitting with the local team and taking titter just to medlock, just from a standpoint that everything seemingly inside the 50 yard line for Mr. Medlock is a lot. And I anticipate that bomber offense scoring a lot of points again. This year, and it seemed like everywhere inside the 50 to the 40-yard line was a sure thing for three points. They don't call him Money Medlock for nothing. Yep. And with the t- first pit of the 20th round. Second last round of the draft here. Second last round of the draft. So this is generally where you take a bunch of sleeper or two who you think is going to, you know, kind of upset the apple cart a little bit. And... I'm going to take a rookie who has never played a CFL game. You ready for this one, Ryan? Bring it on. Oh, boy. Where where are you going? You, you need a running back. You need a quarterback. Where are you going with this, Mike? I am going to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and taking their second round pick this year, Brady Oliveira. As he's going to spell off Andrew Harris from time to time. And seemingly no matter who runs the ball for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I'm always picking up points. And he will get about 350 to 400, maybe 450 yards rushing this year. Fair enough. You know, I do respect that. Uh, You you make an excellent point. You know, teams more and more often are going to that dual back system. So uh, it looks like Brady Oliveira has claimed the second string spot uh, ahead of Johnny Augustine at running back. For the Bombers, so maybe you get Bombers have three Canadian running backs. I can't recall that ever happening. Uh, Do you have a bit of concern, though, of what happens if he... uh, Because there are still some starters left on the board here at running back. Is there any concern, or did you just not like what you saw? No, I I didn't like what I saw. What I saw was inconsistencies, and I'm banking the Blue Bombers to start that uh, dual bat system to kind of spell off an aging Andrew Harris. Kind of like what they have in basketball tonight. By the way, big game for the Raptors tonight, game five. Uh, but, you know, I'm going kind of on the load, load management, and people around basketball kind of know what that is. It's managing the load for a running bat, and I, I'm going to suspect that Mr. Alvera will take uh, 
some of that load. Mike is going heavy on the Bombers in this draft. You mentioned, you know, eight rounds are a time to make some sleeper picks here. There are so many good names left on the board that I feel like I can't not take this guy. I cannot afford to go for a sleeper pick for my last receiver with this guy still on the board. And I'm sticking with the hometown Bombers and going with Darvin Adams. I took Chris Matthews all the way back in round nine thinking that him and Matthews are going to be the two biggest threats in that offense at the wide receiver position. And so might as well take them both. You know, Adams has consistently been this big, the biggest name piece of the Bombers offense uh, year after year as of late. Had over 1,000 yards again last year, 10 touchdowns uh, for Mr. Adams. And I think he's only going to be able to play better with some coverage going over to Chris Matthews. Yeah, and and that's a ton of sleeper pitch where I was considering earlier on, but due to roster numbers and all that ton of stuff, it just didn't work out. So this brings us to the final round of the draft. Both of us need quarterbacks. No cars awarded for whoever's pit blast. Yeah, this isn't the NHL All-Star draft. Um, You know, if you want to talk about ranking quarterbacks in the CFL... I would say, and I think you would agree with me, Mike, that the four guys we picked early, early on in this draft are the four kind of the class of the quarterback position in the CFL. Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, Jeremiah Mazzoli, and Trevor Harris. They're, those are the top four, and then there's a bit of separation. Would you agree with that? Sorry? The, the top four quarterbacks oh, yeah, in the yeah, CFL. Yeah, yeah. And then a bit of separation before yeah, the no, next I, draft. No, I agree with that, and... and... You know, everybody talks about the Riley, talks about the Mazzoli, talks about the Harris, talks about the Mitchell. Those are your top four, and then the rest kind of however you want to tier them. So that brings me the opportunity here to take a guy in the final round here. I've got some options, a lot of unknowns for a lot of these quarterbacks. I do like, you know, I do like some of these other guys I'm leaving off the board, but I am going to go to Toronto and go to James Franklin as my last quarterback and my final pick of the draft. He's a guy that showed tremendous upside in his time in Edmonton. He gets Darrell Walker. He gets a new coach in there. You know, we did see that the bit of a struggle for Toronto last season uh, under Mark Tressman. Uh, I think if we can get Franklin going as the consistent starter, uh, he will do some solid things this year. And... The biggest reason for it as well is uh, the goal line plays from James Franklin. Had 13 rushing touchdowns last year, tied with Mike Riley for the most in the CFL, I believe. Uh, That's going to pick up some points, uh, whether he throws it near the end zone or runs it in himself. So James Franklin rounds out my fantasy team. Very smart pick, and I think he didn't have a bounce back, given they've had some tools around him that have made him successful. Close us out, Mike, the last pick of the inaugural CFC Fantasy Draft. You have the floor here. You need a quarterback. Where are you going? I'm going to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and I need somebody that's mobile and going to run me in a few touchdowns from my one-yard line to get some surefire points. From the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, quarterback Chris Strebler. All right, Chris Strebler. Again, Mike, same thing we talked about with Brady Oliveira. You know, sure, he could get some points here spelling it off. Do you have concerns that, uh, you know, is he going to get enough playing time to get you the points you need? I, I think he, I think he will. I mean, if you look at the, the fantasy points between him and Matt Nichols, who is, you know, arguably the Nets comparison, it's it's relatively close. I mean, you could 
spot the difference between those two for sure. And, and just from a standpoint, but Neto likes to throw those interceptions from time to time. A lot of it in the first half of last year didn't necessarily throw a lot of pitch in the second half. But again, it's from a one-yard line inside the goal line. Who are we going to see on offense uh, a lot this year? And and I, I would imagine Chris Traveler and I'm going to come out and say on a limb, but uh, Matt Nettles will not play all all 18 games to the chagrin of uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans, and we will see uh, Chris Trevler in the number one at some point that you're not due to struggles, but due to injury and the Bombers, and that's the offseason, they're going to have a tough decision to do, whether they they let Trevler go or work out some kind of trade for uh, Matt Nichols. All right, 21 rounds in the books. We have our teams here. Just to recap our teams quickly, at the quarterback position, I have Mike Riley, Jeremiah Mazzoli, and James Franklin. Mike has Bo Levi Mitchell, Trevor Harris, and Chris Strevler. At the running back position, I've got William Stanback, C.J. Gable, and Don Jackson. Mike has the strong duo there of Andrew Harris, William Powell, and then the underdog pick of Brady Oliveira. Uh, in the late rounds there at wide receiver for me Brandon Banks Kamar Jordan who is on the injured list uh, to start the season Chris Matthews SJ Green Luke Tasker and Darvin Adams uh, for Mike at wide receiver Brian Burnham Jawan Breskison uh, Greg Ellingson Drew Wolitarski Darrell Walker Gino Lewis Nick Dembski and Nick Dembski is your last receiver there. On defense, for me, we've got Henock Muamba, Willie Jefferson, Charleston Hughes, Micah Johnson, Javon Santos Knox, Jordan Herdman Reed, and Jonathan Rose. Mike's defense looks like this Adam Big Hill at linebacker, Jackson Jeffcoat, Ted Laurent, Taylor Loffler, Bola Combo, Simone Lawrence, and TJ Lee. And at the kicker position to round it out, Brett Lauder for me and Justin Medlock for Mike. Overall Canadian count, I've got four Nationals on my roster. Mike, I believe you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, Starting up on the National depth. Absolutely. Overall, how do you feel about the draft, and uh, can you tell us a little about your strategy going into it? Well, I mean, obviously, top of the draft is top of the draft. Middle of the draft is uh, middle of the draft. Uh, building a defense that I think can... Did a lot of sats and a lot of pitch sitzes and then, you know, a reliable kicker and then, you know, some off-the-board pitch to kind of wrap it up. Uh, just looking at the breakdown uh, from team by team here for each of us, I actually managed to, this wasn't necessarily my strategy going into it, but I did manage to spread it out across the board. I do have at least two players per team. Some teams I do have three from. I know I have three Bombers, three Ticats, three Riders. Uh, among there and uh, yeah that might be a little risky spreading it out across the board because some teams are inevitably going to succeed and some aren't but I do feel confident in the teams that may not do as well this year that I did pick the best players those teams have available looking at your roster breakdown here Mike you do have eight Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, featured heavily on your team here I believe you do have a couple members of the BC Lions, Calgary Stampeders, a couple members from all the other teams, except no members of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, what do you 
What do you say about the Ross, the way your team splits between the different teams in the league? Uh, I'm relying heavily on Blue Bombers, but you know what? They're not necessarily risky pits for the Blue Bombers. I think they're smart pits. And, you know, there's some dumb pits just like any other. And that's why uh, you're allowed changes throughout the season. Absolutely. I, I think this will be a close battle throughout the season. Uh, so each week we will be giving the update of the previous week's scores on the podcast. So look forward to that. And we will also be making our roster moves. Uh, we did just decide uh, before we started here, two roster moves allowed per week. Uh, whoever is in last place gets to make theirs first. And uh, if you do drop a player, Mike, uh, as we have discussed, uh, just so that you don't drop a guy one week on a bye and then pick him up the next week, you will not be. We will not be able to pick up a guy that we dropped uh, within three weeks. So, but the other guy can pick him up. Absolutely. So let's say I drop uh, Kamar Jordan because I find out he's injured for the first week of the season. I cannot pick him up for until four weeks until three weeks have passed. Uh, do you? Are you good with your team? Because this is week one. Uh, would you like to use any of your two trades here in week one? Or are you happy with who you have picked? Um, I'm going to sit with what I have. I am going to as well. Uh, let the best, best man win here. We will be updating this throughout the season. I, I think this was a lot of fun doing this fantasy draft. I enjoyed it. I don't know about you, Mike. But I had a lot of fun doing this, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes throughout the season. So follow along on the podcast. Um, CFL football starts this week. We'll be back next week talking about some of the stuff from the first weeks of games. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at CFC on Mike FM. Uh, follow us on Periscope as well, the Canadian football countdown on there. You should be able to find us on Periscope under CFC on Mike FM. Uh, where we will uh, we will be doing a Periscope each and every week. If you haven't caught this week's preamble, we did give our uh, CFL pick'em for week one there, uh, just to uh, because we did not have time to fit it in this week's show. So we'll be doing CFL pick'em, CFL fantasy each week. Like, subscribe, comment, review on all the podcast platforms, and uh, we are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. So check out all the other great things at cfpodnetwork.ca and at cfpodnetwork on Twitter. Add one thing here real quick. Never realized how many quality players there are in the CFL until you start pitching. Absolutely. That does us for today. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening to Canadian Football Countdown. For Michael Garrell, I'm Ryan Coop saying have a great night and enjoy the start of the season.